0: helping you find that deeper level of motivation and start practicing some of those high-performance habits, Well, you hear me talk about many of those concepts in these special episodes here? These are my best of trainings only and exclusively right here on The Brendan Show. So I hope you enjoyed them. Please know that as you hear me speak in many of these, you'll hear me reference something because sometimes I'll have been training live or on video or on stage or through a broadcast. So you might not be able to see something I'm suggesting or motioning tool or maybe even drawing out on a a flip chart or motioning towards on a presentation, but you'll get the gist of it. So make sure you bust out your journal, take some good notes here because this is really valuable insights on the mindset or the strategy that you need to adopt in order to improve your life. And if you want to go and get more content like this, but much more deeper and have more of an interactive relationship with me in this type of training, make sure you join our High Performance Monthly, training program. That's our monthly subscription program where I go live with you and our uh, high performance students every single month. And I train on a new topic or a new piece of research that we've created from the High Performance Institute. And I train on that. And then I do Q&A and actual live coaching and interactive coaching with people every single month. That's called High Performance Monthly. And you can access it at brendan.com forward slash monthly that's brendan.com forward slash monthly b-r-e-n-d-o-n.com forward slash monthly to get deeper dive training similar to this so if you like this you would love that training program but without further ado let's jump in right now to one of the brendan show's best of trainings let's get the body right right in psychology I mean we work so hard to get your mind right now let's get your body tight right? you get your mind right get your body tight like we want you to care about your physical structure well I tell people I think I wrote it in the manifesto I said you know you would never walk into someone's home and spray-paint it and vandalize that person's home and yet So many people, every single day, they go to their temple, the gift that they were given in the temple, and they vandalize the temple. They put and pour horrible things into their body. They don't care about their body. They don't care about their structure. They don't care about their breath. And then they get so upset that they're not feeling well. And then what do they blame? I don't feel good. Must have been my childhood. I don't feel good. It must have been, you know, it's my stressful boss. It's my stressful work. And by the way, I did the same thing. I remember one of my first jobs in college, I gained a bunch of weight. And I thought it was good because of all the stress. But then I started realizing there were other people on that job who they weren't gaining weight. They were doing okay. So I realized I was just maladapting to the stress. I didn't have the tools to deal with the stress. And so I ate my way through it. Anyone relate with this at all? Ever? You know, you have a bad day. It's easy to just go, I don't want to do anything. I had a bad day. So because I had a bad day, I deserve to make myself feel more like, I had a bad day. So you know what? I I deserve to make myself numb or I deserve to turn off. I deserve to eat whatever I want, right? We have these weird justifications that we do. It's like, no, if you have a bad day, make yourself feel better and more capable to feel even better tomorrow. See, when I have a bad day, I go, let me condition myself to feel great. Not let me numb myself out. Because numbing yourself out isn't gonna make you deal with the trauma or the difficulty or the challenge or the stress tomorrow better, right? Usually what numbing ourselves out or taking that it's that thing where we say, oh, well, I'll just feel better if I do this, but we know it's bad for us. Well, then what happens? Tomorrow we're more fatigued. And the same stressor is there, but now tomorrow, because, we know, I, I just had a bad day. You don't understand, but I had a bad day. I had to drink the bottle of wine. <laughs> the whole bottle, right? Or we justify things, well, I'm tired, so I had to have that energy drink. Or I had to do that thing that we know gives us that short, quick comfort, or that quick numbing, but then tomorrow it hurts our ability to deal with the same stressors and the same inputs. And so we have to be thoughtful about that. And it doesn't sound that sexy to say, hey, if you have a bad day, maybe, you know, end the day, then go work out, go for a long walk, stroll instead of drink, you know, go out and take care of yourself, do something that's good for yourself. So your mind goes, you know what? I take care of myself when the difficulty hits. When the difficulty hits, I take care of myself. I take a beat, I take a nap, I meditate, I take a stroll. I go, ha- I go out with friends and don't have to numb myself out. Now, I'm just like Eamon. I don't have any issues with people drinking, right? One, As he said, one, two glasses of wine a week, not going to kill you and not going to lead to long-term harm for some people. Other, if you have a genetic predisposition, you should know about that. But also, I just think... People rely on that stuff too much to change their energy. When we can do so much on our own to shift our own energy, why would we have to switch to those things? You know, And we've all been there in a place where something we're going through. I honor you all, especially my friends who've traveled from outside the country to be here energetically, because I've been there too. I remember a couple of years ago, um, Tim, was doing, uh, Tim Ferriss uh, was doing a conference, and he wanted me to come and close the conference. But I was in Europe at the time. And so we had a couple conversations and he kind of wanted me to do this special thing. So I said, okay. And I was going to close the conference with like a four-hour little mini seminar I was going to give. So I said, okay. And I figured out how I could get home. Missed a flight though. Hopped a flight in Rome and flew over to somewhere in Napa Valley. Landed in Napa Valley. Uh, No, I landed in San Francisco and then had to drive up. Landed in San Francisco. And I landed and I felt like, Death, because I did not manage the jet lag coming up and I knew it I didn't manage it very well and I get in the airport and I'm going oh my gosh I gotta do this four-hour seminar that day so I land and I'm gonna drive up there so within about 60-75 minutes I'm gonna be on stage and I'm feeling terrible I'm walking through the airport and there's one of those little like convenience areas and I see this thing and I get some water I'm checking out and this little thing he said five-hour energy and I was like, you know, I really feel horrible from this jet lag. I need this five hour energy thing. And I didn't know what they were. They were just kind of just coming out. And I said, okay, well, so I grab the thing. I throw it in the bag and I know I'm sensitive to things though. And I go and I drive up there. <laughs> I'm that kid. If my arm got cut off, feed me an Advil, it'll grow back. <laughs> you know, anything you put in me just like really takes. So I go up there and I'm, I'm getting the hotel. And I pull out the ironing board. I'm ironing the shirt trying to figure out what I'm going to wear that's still clean for my Europe trip, and I'm starting to iron everything, and I'm just in a haze. I just feel horrible, and I didn't manage my breath or my body, my water appropriately, or my sleep pattern on the way over. It had been a big tour in Europe, and I was just like, Ugh. and so I thought, okay, well, I'll, I'll. so I get my water. I'm drinking the water, and I thought, oh gosh, you know what? Maybe I'll take that thing. So I get the five-hour energy, and I pour maybe a quarter of that drink into a liter of water, okay? Drinking the liter of water, finish the liter of water, get in the shower, feeling like I'm gonna die. And then the shower, the thing hit. And then all of a sudden, vroom, I put that curtain up and I was like, give me the people. I'm ready. I got out of the tub. And I went downstairs and they had the, maybe he had a hundred people there or something like that. But it was, you know, a high stakes game because everyone paid 10K to be there. And half of them were my people, half were his. And I was like fired up, you know, and I start talking and maybe it's only three minutes into the talk of, remember, I'm going to four hours and I didn't, wasn't wearing a jacket then. And all of a sudden I would start talking and I just feel like a waterfall in my shirt. And that stuff kicked my metabolism. I just started drenching out of my armpits. Just sweating. And I'm, of course, I teach mostly on a flip chart in the smaller group sets. so I've got this flip chart, I'm trying to write on it because I don't want them to... <laughs> And I'm like just sweating, I'm answering questions like this, dredging the line, and of course when you do that, you're squeezing together, it's not helping, so you sweat more. And you can see just this river Going down the sides of my things at the first break, maybe an hour in, I excused myself and I had to change my shirt three times in four hours because I was sweating so much from this goofy five-hour energy. So clearly, you know how to have a fun, time, fun night with me, like give me a quarter of a caffeine. I'm like, Wah! But I learned early on that, you know, taking something in the short time to support us over the long term with energy, just a bad move, right? Now, everyone talks about performance enhancement tools. Everyone talks about different things that you can do. You know, you can have your coffee and it will give you maybe a 75-minute cognitive boost. That's cool, right? Eamon said caffeine, not so good for you, but coffee is good for you so you can do decaf. Doesn't mean you have to take away your coffee. Just don't be drinking those hundreds of milligrams of coffee a day, which most people are doing now. They're consuming an absurd amount, right? You like your half coffee, half cup of coffee in the morning, go for it all day long. Cognitive benefits are very positive and good for you. It's when you're taking so much more than that hundred milligram level of, ca- of caffeine every day that it has detrimental effects over the long term. Some people say it's much more than that. You can go up to go 500 milligrams a day. They'd say, but they are not measuring something that's important. They are asking is, does it lead to disease? But sometimes disease in our life, is emotional wreckage, right? You gotta be careful when you ever read any science and physiology to see what they're measuring in terms of the positive health outcomes. Because a lot of them are just saying, does it prevent you from living a long amount of life? It doesn't ask about quality of life sometimes. And sometimes the ups and the downs of all these things that you're consuming, it's not worth it. It's just not worth it. Because, you know, if you're always up and down and crashing and burning, experiencing caffeine crash or alcohol lag the next day, that's not worth it. Over the long term, it's making you too moody with the kids, too moody with your husbands and your wives, it makes you too moody. And I'd rather get you to a point where you feel like this, like you have a mental clarity and a physical vibrancy every day to deliver whatever is important for you. And what happens for people is often they don't realize if you'll get this taken care of, if you take care of your body more. You'll have more motivation, drive, mental focus, bigger dreams again. Most people say, well, it doesn't, doesn't matter if I get healthy. I don't have anything I want anyway. And I go, get healthy, and you'll discover things you want again. How many follow? See, they get it backwards. Oh, well, Brent, it doesn't matter if I get healthy. No one cares about me. It doesn't matter if I get healthy. I, don't, I can't accomplish my dreams. I say, yeah, but when you're healthy, clarity comes back in. We found in our research that the top 15% of the top 15%, so usually high performers worldwide are in that top 15% of their category, whether it's by skill development or income or career aspiration or career position, they're usually in their top 15%. Well, when we interviewed and surveyed the top 15% of that top 15%, we found that that top 15% exercise five times per week, 40% more likely than underperformers. 40% more likely to exercise five times per week. Look, if that was only 13%, I wouldn't bring it up. It's 40% more likely. And people say, Oh yeah, they're successful. That's the way they work out. No, they took care of this. So they had the energy to go for it. They took care of this. So they were kind with people, right? Cause how many of you, when you feel like crap, you treat people like crap. Anyone ever do that before? You were, it's not that you were necessarily in a bad mood. So you treated people bad. You were fatigued, so you treated people bad, right? You called it a mood, and what it really was, was exhaustion. And so we do a lot of times say, oh, Brendan, you don't understand. She just always has a bad mood. No, she has three kids, and she's wiped out exhausted. Don't confuse mood with exhaustion. How I many follow I'm talking about? I think that happens too much for new moms. They get labeled moody, and it's like, no, man, that is not moody. That is real fatigue and exhaustion. And when you're that fatigued or that exhausted, you don't make the same decisions. You don't treat people the same way you would want to. And it's just come, it's from where you're at physically. And if we can get you in a different physical place, then you will obviously perform better. And you got to do this with everybody. All of us has to learn new tools to take care of ourselves better. What are some of the best practices that you've had in your life? And it's okay if you're not practicing them right now, because maybe this is a good time for you to reconnect with that what's the best practices you've had in your life to maintain or up your mental, emotional, and physical energy? For some of you that might be, you changed the way you ate, or you changed a specific workout, or you started this particular habit. But there's a lot of insight in the world for this. And even if you feel like, you know what, this is not my strong point, I bet there's been things that you've changed or dropped off before, and maybe it's time to revisit them. So in other words, what are your best self-care practices? Your best self-care practices. If you, if you thought about like the three best things you do to take care of yourself that help you with your energy, what would they be? And for some of you, it won't, you won't be like, well, it's my workout. You might be like, you know what? I'm good at saying no to protect my time so I don't overcommit. I don't know what it is for you, right? But this is an area that everybody can continue working on. That is a changing approach that a lot of people have because they saw that you know, the traditional old school sports psychology peak performance stuff wasn't working for the average Joe, and it certainly wasn't working for most people outside of sports. It was freaking them out. And now you have people like Tom Brady's new book. Tom Brady's new book, he talks about it as if his peak performance. It's that we're looking for an enduring level of performance, and to do that, we have to change how we care for ourselves. If as an adult, You have never said, I'm gonna take this year and make this year the healthiest year of my life. If you have not yet done that in your lifetime as an adult, make that decision today. Make that decision today. Because you know what? People say, well, Brendan, that's not possible. You know, People can't sustain a year of getting better health. I'm like, oh no, people went to the moon in the space in a capsule fueled by rockets. Fuel that did not kill them. We can do a lot of amazing things when we put our mind to it. Is this a yes? yes. I mean, we can change the world when we put our mind to it. Yes? yes? I mean, come on, don't tell me what people can't do. But there, what they are is they're pessimistic. They say, well, people will quit. I go, that's fine. Because you know what? If you made that decision for the next 12 months to be the healthiest 12 months of your entire life, you know what would happen in that process? Just by that will and that practice, even if that practice only happened a couple weeks, you'd learn some new things. You put a few practices into your life, and if you just changed one thing, Kale, then lots of other <laughs> things would tend to follow on board with that. How many know what I'm talking about? Like one change can lead to a domino later. So we're all we're trying to do, if you're listening to this and you don't feel like you're doing good in your physiology yet, that's okay. And I respect that. But there's a different conversation that happens in your mind. We say, this is going to be the best year of health in my life. And you start some simple practices to get there and you determine that it's gonna last the year, not just the week. And I know it's so easy to say, but it's easier for people, Brendan, when they say it's just gonna be the week. I'm like, look, it's on your books. Personal development and personal growth and self-mastery was never about ease. It's about challenge so that we can contribute more. I'm not worried about ease. I'm worried about the transformation and the transformational effect we get when we go for something bigger than what's easier. All right my friend, I hope that you enjoyed that best of episode. Was that inspiring? Were you fired up? Did you love it? If you did, make sure you do me a favor. Go out on social media somewhere and share that episode. You know, just go out, post it somewhere, post yourself listening to it. Make sure you hashtag the Brendan Show, because when you do that, I can look you up and we can find you on Instagram and post that in the social media. And sometimes we do all expense paid trips to people we find. We just randomly select people. We send them gifts, autograph books, swag, t-shirts, all expense paid trips to some of my seminars. So make sure you, you let us know. Share what you thought about this episode out there on the social media worlds, and then we can find you and celebrate you. And also, I would love to invite you to join us in our high performance monthly program. So just go to brendan.com. Dot com forward slash monthly. That's Brendan.com forward slash monthly. That's where we do deeper dive trainings like you just heard. But we do that every single month. And there's some live Q&A there. And I do some giveaways and we give students in that monthly program tickets to my seminars and some extra special training on leadership. So make sure to check it out at Brendan.com forward slash monthly. Monthly, I appreciate you being part of this community of so many people dedicated to finding that deeper drive of motivation and practicing high-performance habits so that they can become extraordinary in their careers, in your personal life, in your health. And it's something that I deeply, deeply believe in. In fact, I invested in them and I've advised the senior team. I'm telling you what, my audience loves it. It's increased the engagement across everything I do. And you can get a free demo when you go to community.com. Just like it sounds, community.com. Check it out. Hey, are you on my text list? Did you know if you're in the U.S., you can text me